No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Now today we're going to see that as Benjamin is accused of stealing the silver cup, Judah steps up to intercede and offers himself to be a slave instead of his youngest brother. This picture is the one who would give his life for us. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Darrell continues in Genesis chapter 44 on Simply the Bible. Joseph's brothers had come to Egypt to buy grain a second time. They brought their brother Benjamin with them, for this was the only way that they could meet the Lord of the land and free their brother Simeon from prison. All along, Joseph was testing his brothers to see if they had changed. He had one final test before he revealed who he was. He planted his special silver cup into the sack of Benjamin, making it look like his youngest brother stole it. All the brothers returned to Egypt, falling at Joseph's feet. They were all willing to become slaves. But Joseph said that only Benjamin needed to remain and be his slave. The rest were free to go home. Now Joseph could see if they would treat Benjamin the same way they had treated him 22 years earlier. We pick it up in Genesis 44:18. Then Judah came near to him and said, O my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's hearing. And do not let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, who is young, his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. And we said to my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. But you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall see my face no more. So it was when we went up to your servant, my father, that we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, Go back and buy us a little food. But we said, We cannot go down if our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down, for we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. But if you take this one also from me, and calamity befalls him, you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now, therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, since his life is bound up in the lad's life, it will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. So your servants will bring down the gray hair of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For your servant became surety for the lad to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. In the most heartfelt way, Judah explains the situation and intercedes for his brother Benjamin. It is a work of pure love for both his father and his brother. 
First, we see that out of the 11 brothers, Judah comes near to the Lord of the land, who we know is Joseph. There is risk involved. Now, truly, all the brothers drew near to a certain degree. When the silver cup was found in Benjamin's sack, they were given the option of returning home to their families, while Benjamin went back to Egypt to stand trial. However, showing solidarity with their youngest brother, they all chose to return to Egypt and face the fearsome lord of the land and were even willing to become his slaves. But when the man said that he would keep only Benjamin as his slave, then Judah came near with the hope of changing the prime minister's heart. Judah then reminds him of how he had asked specific questions about their family. When he had asked them to bring their youngest brother, they responded that he could not leave his father or else his father would die. But the man insisted that they could not see his face without their youngest brother. When they told their father of the prime minister's demand, Jacob replied, You know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one went out from me. And I said, Surely he is torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. Now, as Joseph is listening to Judah's story, this is the first time he learns of what his brothers told their father after they sold him as a slave. For 22 years, they had deceived their father into thinking that Joseph was torn to pieces by a wild animal. Their father also told them, If you take this one also from me and calamity befalls him, you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now Joseph knows how much Benjamin's departure had hurt their father. But what is so touching about Judah's words is that not only do they reveal that his father's life was bound up with Benjamin's, but also that Judah's life was bound up with his father's. Judah could not bear to live if he returned home, seeing the agony on his father's face when they returned without Benjamin. Joseph also learns that Judah offered to be surety for Benjamin and that if anything happened to the lad, that he would bear the blame before their father forever. We wonder, did Joseph know that it was actually Judah's idea to sell him to the Midianite traders? But here it's Judah who is willing to take full responsibility if he does not bring Benjamin home in safety from Egypt. Judah had changed. Judah continues in verse 33. Now therefore, please, let your servant remain instead of the lad as a slave to my Lord. And let the lad go up with his brothers. For how shall I go up to my father if the lad is not with me, lest perhaps I see the evil that would come upon my father? Rather than being jealous over their father's favored son from his favored wife, Judah would rather be a permanent slave in Egypt than to see Benjamin separated from his father. What a pure expression of love for both his father and his brother. What an amazing act of intercession. The transformation was complete. The love his brothers lacked for Joseph when they were younger was now demonstrated fully toward Benjamin in a most remarkable way. These ten older brothers were now ready to take their places as the heads of ten tribes in Israel. 
And now Joseph could reveal to them his secret, for the secret of the Lord belongs to those who fear him. Judah gives us such a beautiful picture here of Christ in his intercession and self-sacrificial love. When Benjamin was condemned, Judah stood in the gap to intercede for him. He was willing to take Benjamin's punishment so that his youngest brother could go free. This is even more marvelous when we consider that Jesus would come from the tribe of Judah. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. When we were condemned as sinners, Jesus interceded for us and stood in our place. We come to God, not through religion, nor through a church, but through the person of Jesus Christ, who is our mediator. He willingly gave himself as our ransom. And on the night he was betrayed, he told his disciples, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Judah was surety for his brother. But Jesus is our surety. He is the everlasting guarantee before God of our salvation. Hebrews 7.22 says, By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Warren Wiersbe writes, Christ does not expect us to be surety for our sins or for the sins of another, for he himself is our surety before God. Indeed, Judah gives us a beautiful picture of Christ in his intercession for his brother and his self-sacrificial love for his brother and his father. But let us also remember the price that Joseph paid to save his family from the famine and provide a home for them in Egypt. Joseph suffered as a slave and prisoner for 13 years before being raised up to prime minister. He worked wholeheartedly and skillfully for Pharaoh to save all Egypt from the deadly famine. When his brothers came to him to buy food, it was not easy for him to treat them so roughly and test them so severely. I'm sure a big part of him wanted to tell them who he was when he first saw them. He especially wanted to reveal himself to his brother Benjamin and embrace him. But he waited patiently for the right time. He needed to ensure that they had all truly changed. And consider how great was his forgiveness. Joseph personally bore the pain of rejection, betrayal, slavery, and imprisonment so that he could save his family and prepare them to be the nation of Israel and the blessing to all the earth according to God's promise. Warren Wiersbe also writes, It was not their confession of guilt, their sacrifices, or their gifts that brought salvation to the brothers. It was the gracious forgiveness of Joseph a forgiveness purchased by his own suffering on their behalf. How much this pictures the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ toward us, purchased by his own suffering on the cross. In both Judah and Joseph, we see the seedlings of self-sacrificial love that would come to fruition in Christ. But this same love is what Christ wants us to demonstrate to the world. 
John 13, 35 says, By this all will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. When I consider the examples of Judah, Joseph, and Jesus, I must confess that I'm not there yet. I still find too much selfishness in me. I have not arrived at that summit of intercession reached by Moses and Paul where they could wish themselves accursed if only their own people would be saved. But I know in my spirit that when all is said and done, it does come down to love. Love can melt the hardest heart. It can overcome the worst offenses against God and people. Think about who Judah was. He sold his own brother as a slave. He made love to the wife of his deceased son, thinking she was a Canaanite prostitute. Then when he discovered that she was pregnant, he wanted to burn her for immorality until she proved that he was the father. But love can transform a man like that into a man of noble character who was willing to become a slave to save his brother. It would be from Judah that the kings of Israel would come, including the Messiah. Yet it wasn't Judah's own love that transformed him, but the love of God that patiently worked in him. That same divine love is available to you and me to melt and mold our cold and hard hearts into warm and tender hearts that show the world that there is a love worth living for and dying for. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website at calvarytv.org. Now tomorrow, we're going to see that when Joseph finally reveals who he really is to his brothers, it's an emotional and tearful reunion. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.